Hi, I am Eli Aringay from On Faith and Fatherhood and welcome to my podcast. Through this podcast, I will be sharing my insights on parenting, homeschooling, family, and faith. It is my belief that family is God's instrument to carry on His commands and decrees from one generation to the next. And as parents, it is our duty to raise obedient and God-fearing children. Several years ago, my wife and I attended a uh, parenting seminar hosted by a uh, Christian organization. Uh, but before anything else, sorry to sound defensive, but just to be clear, I am uh, sharing this by way of a personal testimony and uh, not to say anything against anyone or any organization. As a matter of fact, we learned a lot from that seminar and those learnings helped us in raising our child. We only had our eldest at the time. So we went there to that seminar uh, with a desire to learn a lot about raising our child the quote-unquote Christian way. We were excited uh, for uh, as we are basically new to parenting at the time, not to mention that we will have the privilege of listening to well-known motivational speakers in the Philippines, which opportunity might not happen on some other, some other time or we might not have that opportunity on some other occasions. And uh, so we went there and listened to uh, several suggestions about Christian parenting, what, what the Bible says about parenting, uh, several practical idea, ideas that parents can adopt, and uh, then there were testimonies of families as to how these practical tips helped them in their journey as parents. We were told to teach our children about God and introduce, them, introduce the Bible to them. There were even discussions on effective parenting in a secular context. Now, do not get me wrong. All of these are good and useful. However, fast forward to this day, I realized that at least for me, um, and I might be wrong uh, in this position, but I realized that there was no mention of what specifically must I teach my children about God and His Word. Personally, and um, again, this is just my view, uh, which others may or may not agree, there is a difference between telling parents to teach their children about God as opposed to to telling parents what to teach their children about God and His Word. I will have to say it again. There's a difference between telling parents uh, to teach their children about God as opposed to telling parents what to teach their children about God and His Word. One practice that many believers do when they teach their children about God and about the Bible is to pick up Bible stories or just pluck out Bible verses, share something about it, and uh, use that verse or story as a take-off point to share or deliver a message aimed at, listen to this, boosting the child's confidence. Basically, these parents give their children a pep talk. <laughs> so children hear the stories of Moses Samuel, Jonah, Joshua, and Jeremiah and learn from their parents the courageous acts of these characters and about the mighty and great plans of God for their lives. 
Admittedly, these are stories that do appear in the Bible. <laughs> these are verses that can indeed be found in the Bible. I'm not disputing it. But if parents fail to provide context for these stories, fail to account the background of those verses, their children will not really have a meaningful knowledge of who God is. They might partly know God on the basis of the facts presented in the biblical narration, but they will totally miss the point why these things were written for them, written for us by God. You see, it will create a problem if parents will just pluck out stories from the Bible, present them to their children as a storybook to stimulate their imagination and not really tell them about God. An example would be teaching your children about the, for example, uh, the courage of Joshua. You see, Joshua's courage was related to the confidence on God's power to bring the Israelites to the promised land. It has nothing to do with your children's courage in taking the high school or college entrance exams. <laughs> then you have the story about the rise to power of Joseph. Joseph's rise to power has everything to do with God's preserving hand and providence for the nation of Israel and has nothing to do with your desire to raise your child to become the next president. You also have the story of Solomon, wherein God provided Solomon with riches and wisdom. And I hope that when parents teach the life and quote-unquote blessings of Solomon to their children, they will also tell them about Solomon's realization in the book of Ecclesiastes that all of these things, the riches, the good life, are meaningless, empty, and vain because of the shortness of life. Here is a common favorite of many, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, and uh, I'll read it in the verbatim. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, for, it says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and future. And um, upon reading and citing this verse, you have parents telling their children, See, this verse tells you that God will surely prosper you. He will make you materially rich. You will be a successful lawyer, doctor, or engineer, or whatever you want. God is for you and His plans is to prosper you. Go into the world, be confident. God will surely bless and prosper you. Sounds familiar? But how about teaching our children on the sufferings of Paul and the various apostles in the book of Acts? How about telling them that the apostle Paul expressed his contentment in Christ, whether in lack or in abundance? As one article says about Jeremiah 29, commentary uh, or article about Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, it says this, Many understand the text to be about God's favor on one's life and plans. If I just have the confidence and follow my heart, someone might think God will bless me. The article continues, The right way to correctly handle this verse is to look at the whole book of Jeremiah. The book of Jeremiah is all about God disrupting his people's plans and appending his people's dreams while they were in Babylonian captivity. Just the opposite of how many would interpret the verse. 
So the verse is basically about the sovereignty of God and it is not a chant or a mantra that one must recite to attain a materially successful life. I suppose many parents won't take the time to teach their children in this manner. They would rather deliver a pep talk to their children, an encouragement to boost their confidence, a hurrah for their children. They, they, they would tell their children things that will make them feel good rather than telling them truths about the faith regardless of how they might feel as they are growing up. The result of all these things is that you have children who do not really know God, who do not really know the gospel. Maybe they have an idea about the gospel, but what they know about Christ is watered down. Their perspective about life will only be temporal rather than eternal. They will be selective in the passages as they are growing up, Selective in the passages that they want to apply in their lives. They will think that the Bible was primarily about them rather than about who God is and what He has done. They will think that the Bible was written to provide them the steps toward having a comfortable earthly life rather than develop them to always set their sights on what is eternal. And they will have this view that God is always concerned about me, 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 rather than about Him. If this is what we teach our children, let us not be surprised if they grow up having a shallow understanding of who God is. Let us not be surprised if they grow up having that belief that God exists for them rather than them existing for God. Let us not be surprised if they grow up focusing on earthly and temporal pleasures and achievements. And let us not be shocked if they are reluctant to live a life aimed at serving God because they believe that it is God who must serve them. Just to make it clear, I am not against encouraging our children. It is never my intention to disrupt their morale, the morale of any child, to the point that they will self-destruct. Okay, But here is my point. They need to be correctly taught about who God is and what God says about them in His Word. Yes, they are God's creation. Yes, God is their source of life. But they must also be told about their situation apart from Christ. Tell them that all of us, including them, are sinners. Tell them, that, uh, tell them about God's judgment towards sin and sinners. Tell them uh, about their sinful nature even from the time of their conception. <laughs> um, and, and this sinful nature is so serious that God, Christ, needs to become one of us and die for our sins. This is, this is just truth. This is theology. No amount of pep talk, no matter how encouraging and positive they may sound, can take the place of the importance of theology in the lives of our children. How many parents teach these truths to their children? The common tendency of many is to shield their children from knowing these truths. Or for some, maybe they are waiting for the quote-unquote right time to tell their children about these things. I do not even know what is that right time. <laughs> this is just my my personal testimony and uh, 
you know, you could you could agree with this or not. When when I tell my children about sin and salvation through Christ, I just tell them straight about it. How much of it do they understand? I do not know. What I know is that it is not my duty to make the gospel attractive. The gospel is power in itself. There is no need to embellish it with convincing words or presentation. All that is needed is faithfulness. Now, it may be true that they might not get it the first time or the second time or the third time they hear it. It may be true that our two-year-old son does not understand <laughs> what we are talking about as he is not mentally developed to make any rational confessions yet, obviously. <laughs> so what do we do? Do we modify our presentation? No. We don't modify our presentation. We just keep on repeating those truths. Every family devotion, every Lord's Day preaching, every opportunity possible, we just keep on repeating the gospel. We tell them about sin. We tell them that all of us are sinners. We tell them that due to sin, all will face God's judgment. We tell them that God Christ and how this God man, be how this God became man. We tell them that Christ uh, lived a life of perfect of obedience to the Father. We tell them that Christ died on the cross. His blood was a payment for the sins of many. We tell them that the sacrifice of Christ, the Father finds pleasing and acceptable. We tell them that Christ did not remain dead, but He resurrected and ascended. We tell them that Christ will one day come again. We tell them that salvation from our sins comes from believing in this truth. We tell them that those who are in Christ, God the Holy Spirit dwells in them. That's it. No embellishment, no flowery words. We just keep on repeating that again and again and again. That is what they need to hear rather than empty pep talks. That is what every parent must learn before any practical tips on parenting. We are not so clueless after all what to teach our children about God and His Word. Teach your children first and foremost about the Gospel. This is the first thing that they must learn. For there is no salvation for their souls and for our souls apart from the gospel. There is this verse in the Bible, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, and it says this, Train up a child in, a way, in the way he should go, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. This is already sound truth, just citing this verse. And as a matter of fact, this is one of the most quoted verse in the subject of Christian parenting. But there is a world of difference between merely citing this verse and teaching parents to understand what is this quote-unquote way in the verse. Unless parents first and foremost know what is this way that the verse is talking about, they cannot teach their children which way to go. The way is summed up, summed up in one phrase, godly living. Parents are to train up their children towards godly living. And it is difficult to do this unless the parents know God. And by the word know, this is not merely head knowledge but an intimate relationship with God. And for parents to teach God, to teach the gospel to their children, it requires theology, not pep talk or some inspiring message 
whether coming from the parents or from someone else. Now, don't let the word theology scare you. To simply put it, theology refers to the study of God, which in turn means our understanding of who God is as revealed in His Word. To raise God-fearing children will require us to teach them about theology, about the written Word of God, and teach it to them, listen to this, in a systematic way. This duty cannot be replaced by motivational talks that many parenting advocates do nowadays. This objective cannot be accomplished by, by, by just plucking out Bible verses and stories only to mishandle its presentation to our children. Understandably, this is not an easy feat. This is not an easy task. Parents must discipline themselves to make the study of God's Word a part of their routine, of their lifestyle. It will greatly help if the family goes to a church wherein the gospel is faithfully preached. Exposing our children in this kind of environment can aid them in their understanding of who God is, not to mention that this is the will of God for us to be in the body of believers. Difficult? Mm, yes, difficult, but definitely doable. By God's grace, parents who develop this desire will have the strength to do what it takes to teach their children what they need to learn, hear, and understand. Theology and not pep talk. So that's it for today's episode. Till next time. 